What's up, cash flow contractors? Hope that you're having a great week and excited for another episode today. We're talking about making the right decision to hire and how to make that decision. Uh, what are the things that you need to consider? What are the signs that you need to hire? We've got some good stories for you as well about it. Uh, and we're talking more specifically on the admin side, a non-revenue producing role and how this might be beneficial for you and your business. So we hope that you enjoy. Please share this episode with anybody that you think will find value in it. And also give us a follow on social media and support us on there as we try to grow this podcast. Thanks. Enjoy. Less stress. More time. More money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short. Martin, who is the first employee that you ever had to hire? Not inside your business, but as a manager, even. Well, I don't remember. <laughs> it might have been about 48 years ago. So <laughs> I remember, I remember every one of them I ever had to fire. Yeah. I remember the ones I had to, had to hire. Man. Because of firing people, it's not a traumatic experience for me, but it's, uh, I don't enjoy it. No, I don't know. It's pretty tough. Many people do. Yeah. Maybe Donald Trump, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I know I've had to hire people over the years. Yeah. I think the most common thing that, you know, people will hire people for, <clears throat> I, I think a lot of contractors out there probably hire their friends. A lot of small businesses do people they know, people in their network, family, friends, but I think people just hire because it gets overwhelming and also they see that they have money in the bank and that they can get somebody else to help them with certain tasks. And that's kind of the natural order of things. But I don't think it works that way. I don't think it works. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, they freak out about having to, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, that's the point we want to get them to is if, if you realize it and you have the money to do it, do it. So sure. But I, I think that, I think that happens, but it, it's not necessarily like step one, step two, step three. It's the, it's over a process of months. Usually that, that right. happens where they debate it, right? They're not sure about it. So. My question to you is, what are the signs that you actually need to hire somebody? Well, I'll, I'll kind of start this with a couple of stories because I had two this week. Um, people who are successful in their business, they're small businesses, they're over a million, you know, so they're not micro, micro, but um, they're both making money. Uh, one newly making money, the other's been making money for a while. But both the CEOs happen to be ladies and they were in this week and they're just freaked out. And the way they described things was I have people who want to be dealers for what we sell and I'm not even calling them back. Right. And so, and me being the Socratic method, right. I said, well, what can we do about that? <laughs> said, lean forward and said, hire an assistant. And I said, would that work? He said, yes. So, well, let's look at that. Right. Yeah. So, and then another lady came in with the same thing. Her business is growing and she's doing what a lot of CEOs do, you know, working in the business and instead of on the business, both of them have employees, but they're overwhelmed. And what we're talking about with these two are mostly really kind of administrative assistants. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you've got a production line or you're, and you need more people, that's pretty obvious. You hire them typically hourly, but bringing in somebody to take over administrative and maybe a little, uh, more, I don't want to say private, but, uh, confidential type work. Uh, it's quite a decision 
uh, because it requires a lot of things besides just hiring. You've got to be willing to delegate. You've got to have trust. You've got to train people. So both came in this and, uh, I did the same thing with both of them. And they say, well, hired administ administrative assistant. I said, well, it might be a little more than quote unquote assistant, but, uh, the way we, the way I work with people when they've decided or agreed that maybe I need to hire somebody and I'll pull the trigger on it is, um, that I have them list out the things they do. And that's an exercise, something you have to do, but they both did it. And I mean, lots of- What do you mean by the things they do? Well, uh, if you're in a potential hiring mode for an, somebody who, to relieve you, Mr. or Mrs. Business Owner, then you just need to think about all the things you do. And one way to do that, um, the old fashioned way to do that's a yellow legal pad. Just yeah. write down what you're doing. And, or keep a log. I mean, and what, yeah, well, that's, that is what I'm talking about. Look keep, at your tasks. Keep a log with, but you're going to talk to the bank on a phone call and it might not make your log, but somebody's got to talk. You know, so you can think that. about as you're listening to this, maybe driving somewhere, who's going to do what you're doing right now? And maybe it has to be you. There are some things, you know, in a real small business that, that you want to retain. But both of them did that exercise and we wind up with just pages of little kind of administrative printing shipping labels was one, right? Yeah. So you're printing the shipping labels, right? Doing inventory once every month, just a whole lot of things. And we just circled all the things somebody else could do. And why is that important? What's the value in having that? Well, it helps you create a job description and, um, uh, job duties. And then it also enables you to plan training for somebody. Uh, OJT guys, uh, on the job training is not training. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Well, that's all I learned. That's how it is not training. It's abdication of training. Somebody on the job might show somebody how they do whatever it is they do, but that may or may not be what you want them to do. So when, if you have a list of things you do and you circle the things you say, boy, and you don't say, well, you know, they, they, they can't do that. No, that's not the exercise. It's this, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to do that? And bank, banking, for example, taking deposits to the bank. Oh, I'm really pretty nervous about that because of theft and things like that. Okay. Well, we'll deal with it, but wouldn't it be cool if you didn't have to take an hour out of your day and drive to the bank, which isn't as common. These Let's days. say you get, yeah. I mean, there are other ways to do it, but I have people who deal with a lot of cash. Yeah. And they do have to take it to the bank and they have to take a little form with it that's filled out. And what, what if you didn't have to do that? What would it allow you to do that right. would well, add that's, value that's, to your business? I mean, that, you're right. It's an overarching question is why are you doing this? Yeah. And we do discuss that. And I, I do it very simply. I said, is the business out there for you to get if you had time? And what I want to hear from somebody is, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Not like, well, I, you know. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe so that requires a little thinking, but I almost always get the, oh, hell yes. I could blow this business up if I could meet her at a higher level, or if I could take care of fans, financing to buy machinery or all those things just take endless hours, but you can't do it because you're printing shipping labels. Yeah. Right. So it is a case of writing down the things you do, not using, don't self eliminate, don't self limit. Mm -hmm. And say, well, nobody could ever do that for me. Don't do that. Just put it on there and say, man, if I could get these duties off my desk, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. And, um, 
then the next step. So you've decided it's worthwhile. You've decided that if your time is freed up, you can do these positive things that will uh, increase your business. Then we start looking. They always ask me, what can I afford? (laughs) Well, there are two things about that. First of all, if you hire somebody, it's not a matter of affording it. Okay. Affording it implies it's an expense. If you're going to get something back for it, it's like marketing. I don't want to market. It costs me all this money. Well, it cost you 5,000, brought you in 45,000. Is that really an expense? No, it's an investment. Same thing with people. Uh, if I'm going to hire somebody, um, I, I, yeah, it's a little bit of stress. You got to train them. You got to give them a job description and you're going to have to front the cost until they earn their way. But if you can hire somebody to do that, what are you going to get in return? Mm-hmm. And if the answer literally is nothing, I'm going to go fishing. That's if that's expense. what you want to do, fine. But that is an expense. <laughs> right. That's going to cost you because mm-hmm. you're not using the time to otherwise develop your business. So we look at um, what it is that you could get rid of, what effect it would have on your business if you were able to get rid of it and freed up that time. And then you do have to look at at the cost. I mean, do you, do you have the cash flow to front the salary? Right. Um, but on that, I tell people, look, if you're going to hire somebody for $60,000, that's not a $60,000 expense. It's a 5,000. It's a $5,000 expense yeah. or maybe 15, because if it's not working, you can always reverse your decision. If you have to pay them 60,000 on day one, well, I want to come work for you Yeah. because I'm going to click that and quit. Right. But that's not what happens. So uh, making a decision to hire. And, and I think as a coach, a lot of times people walk in, it's, it's, this is pretty obvious. They just want somebody to agree with to it. validate it. Yeah. And I just go, yeah, do it. I go, okay. Yeah. And, it, and I have, they go, really? They're yeah. all excited. And I go, yeah, really do it. You can afford it. Let's go. Right. So, and then you have to worry about all the other things that come with hiring, right? Managing them, making sure yep. they're doing training. their job, training yeah. them. Yeah. Are they a cultural fit? Yeah. Right. And then do I have to let them go and have that conversation with true reverence earlier? Right. So those are, those are all things that happen after you make that decision. But the first step is to make that decision. Yeah. And the actual, we're, we're not talking about it today, but the actual hiring decision, how do you improve the odds? You can never be certain. You can never be certain. But how do you improve the odds, um, that you're going to get it right? Because, uh, I have some that got it right in magnificent rock star ways. Yeah. And I have others that are on their, like their fourth try at it. <laughs> and I said, well, we, we need to get better at this. Yeah. So there are methods for that. We're not really covering how to hire somebody, but the decision to hire is a milestone. It is a milestone. And, and it's a mindset change. And it really is a, uh, I mean, probably people listening have employees, excuse me, a lot of time that's production employees Yeah, might have a bookkeeper or something, but something that really would take management's duties off of them. off of your decks, off of your plate and allow you to concentrate on building your business. Yeah. So it's great. Well, this is our second short together. Yep. Uh, if you like these episodes, here's a quick note. Let us know that you like them. If you're saying, no, I want more, shoot us a note. We'd love to hear, but thanks for listening to the cash flow contractor. I want to say one last thing. Oh, sorry. Martin's well, making it a, a deep dive. No, no. <laughs> don't let fear stop you. Yeah. Don't let fear stop you. You have to look at it. Um, it's scary to hire people who are non-productive revenue producers, mm-hmm. but if it can free you up, it, it just don't let fear stop you. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. 
Well, thanks, Martin. To you too, sir. Hey, Cashflow Contractors. We hope that you enjoyed that episode on making a decision to hire inside of your company. If you found value in it, please share it with anybody that you know. And also go and give us a follow on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. We're on all those social channels. And we'd love to have you as an even bigger part of our audience. Also, if this is something that you have further questions about, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to get some of your questions on this topic so that we can create more content for future episodes. Find information down in the show notes that you can contact us at, and we'd love to hear from you. Have a wonderful week with less stress, more time, and more money. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.